Welcome to Lockbox, a podcast providing real estate professionals with action items for success. My name is Jeffrey Broger, and I'm going to be your host. I'm the founder of two real estate marketing and tech companies, Steezy.Digital and Realnurture.io. In this podcast, you'll learn from top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers the exact secrets to their success. Welcome to Lockbox. Welcome to the Lockbox Podcast. My name is Jeffrey Broger. We got Aaron Taylor in the house. What's up? What's up? What's up? Aaron Taylor is my favorite client. Sorry to my other clients. I love Aaron Taylor so much. He's been with me over three years with Steezy Digital and you know we've been helping him with all kinds of stuff. So I'm really excited to have Aaron on the podcast because the whole point of this podcast is to share secrets of the top 1% real estate and mortgage brokers. That way you can have action items for success as an up and coming agent. So with that being said, Aaron, why don't you tell our listeners who you are and where you're from? Sure. I'm from Las Vegas, Nevada, Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy. That's right. Yeah, Google Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy. You'll see that funny is money. I'm kind of a clown. I like to have fun for sure. If it's not fun, I ain't doing it. Ain't doing it. Ain't going to happen, right? Top 10 real estate agents out of 17,000 here in Las Vegas, transactions and volume. We did $100 million last year, uh, just shy of 300 transactions, which is great. And this year, we're going to be number one. We're going to help 50 families a month, and we're going to get over 500 in 2021. So we're going to take that number one spot away from Zillow and Truly and OfferPad and Lennar Homes and non-MLS and Rick Brinkus. And see, I know I'm very competitive, so I know who's in front of me. (laughs) That's right. Yep. And And you're helping me, by the way. You're helping me get there, kid. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. when we started, we you were doing about 80 million and you know, it hasn't been all me, but I've helped you on the digital side and you've grown to now a hundred million three years later and we're continuing to grow. So you know, I appreciate you as a client and it's been super fun. This whole journey together, you know, you come up with creative ideas and then I'll go launch them and see if they work and we test them and optimize them. And it's, it's fun. You know, it's, Oh yeah, it's we do. Journey. Yeah. We, do. we slap some money at it and throw it on the wall and see if it works, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you have now the ability to come up with something and I'll go create it, right? And it, previously that wasn't a possibility. You would do that on TV or radio, but with digital, right? You didn't like have a guy. And so I was able to then fill in that spot for you and, and it's been a great journey. So my question for you, I really want to make this podcast about you. What got you into real estate? Well, you know, I've always been very helpful with folks. I mean, let's call a spade a spade, right? I mean, it was money, of course. I was running shoe stores and selling shoes and making a certain amount of income. I think everybody starts off that way, the money thing, right? Right. Uh, We can all figure out 3% of 100,000. Then we get into real estate and find out it's not three grand, it's $500. But (laughs) it, it was definitely money. And then as I got into the business, I realized that I could help people along the path just as I did when I did retail and other things. And then as I got older and had more experiences and faced more challenges, I realized that now our whole business and our whole culture with the real estate guy team is how to help people, you know, doing the right thing and how to help people, not necessarily enlisted or helping them buy a house. You know, there's a lot of different things that people need help with. I and mean, we help people get help with forbearance, modifications, how we did thousands of short sales back in the short sale day. Mm-hmm. You know, we give cash advances. We help people fix their house up to get them the most money possible. So we do a lot of things for folks to really help them. It's helping families is what it's all about. 
And believe me, it didn't used to be there. If you talk to all high powered business people, not just in real estate, but in any business, yeah. their culture changes and they start helping people in the business get better. And they change the way they do business because we all realize that the one thing that took us over the hump was being grateful and giving away more through the process. And over the past several years, I learned that giving more money away, helping more people and being grateful, not just for our clients, but for agents too, gets you to the next level. I couldn't have mm. the finances I have, the happiness I have, the people around me, if I didn't think that way. Yeah, you would say that a lot. You have to give it away to keep it, right? That concept of the velocity of money, right? If you're tightly holding on to money and it's all about you and every action you take is all about you, you're not going to see the level of success that you deserve or that the people around you that you can impact deserve. You know, you giving away and focusing on other people has been just a trademark of your career. And, you know, after working with you for three years, helping you create a lot of content, you know, I've heard your whole story. And one common thread that I've seen throughout it is your ability to treat people like humans, no matter what product or service you're offering them, you always foster that human connection. And that's what I, I really you know love about you is your ability to just break through the noise, you know, cut the BS and just treat someone like a person. Like you said, call a spade a spade. It's like, you know, sometimes just being real with the real estate guy is what needs to happen, you know? Keep it as real as it gets, man. I'll tell you, you know the saying, I just thought of this, watch your pennies and your dollar will grow. Mm. Ever heard of that before? Mm -mm. Watch your pennies and your dollar will grow. Well, it should say, give your pennies away and watch your dollars grow. True. That's really what it should say. And you've known me long enough. I give money away left and right. Yep. I mean, that's just, I have to give money away every single day. I already gave $2,000 away today. We had a meeting the other day and gave a lot of money away to all my staff that was here. Right. I continuously over tip. I continuously look to help people. And, I, and I'm not saying all this. I don't want people to see this. Go, oh my God, he's a great guy. He's a... No, there's some selfish freaking reasons here, guys. When you start doing things like this subconsciously, the selfishness is one, it makes you feel good. Yeah. You get that point, right? You, you, you do something nice. Like, wow, Jeff, you look amazing today. Man, you're such a smart kid. Matter of fact, I love you so much. I've always told you, I wish you could marry my daughter, right? Right. <laughs> okay. By me saying that to you makes you feel good. It makes me feel good. When you right. give something to somebody, it just makes you feel good. Well, that, that feeling is contagious. You can't see it, but the energy is there and it's contagious. So really you're doing it for yourself as well. The problem yeah. is, is people covet, they hold, and they think that, that the more that they can get, the better they're going to be. And the more money they keep, the better. It really doesn't work that way. I've, I know many people in my life that not, not aren't necessarily hoarders, but they keep everything. Right. They're very frugal with their money. They watch the small things. And yeah, I think that's old school mentality. You know, old school is, hey, man, watch your pennies. Hey, you know, look at everything that you're spending. You know, every right. dollar adds up. Well, sorry, that's old school mentality. You talk to a billionaire or millionaires and they're going to tell you, I help people. We give money away. Even the larger companies, you know, even like Bill Gates and Warren Buffett and those guys, right? Whether you like them or not, they have charities that they give millions and billions of dollars away. Well, right. they get it. There's a reason for it. I wish I would have learned this when I was 30, <laughs> you know, not when I'm my age, because hell, the world would be mine. The world is still mine. But 
unfortunately, when you're younger, you look at things differently, right, Jeff? You do. And yeah. I should have looked at things a little different. I'd be in a different spot. I'm in a great spot, no doubt, but right. no, you know what and, I'm trying and, to say, right? And we, yeah, and we've talked about that. The sooner you start, the better off you'll be, no questions asked, whether that's investing, business, whatever it is. And that's why I love talking to mentors like you. I do treat you as a mentor and you know, getting that insight as I'm 29 turning 30 next year, uh, you know, I can start to give away that money and do things like that, which I have. Tony Robbins said years ago, if you don't give away $1 of $10, you'll never give away 1 million of 10 million, right? And oh, so the, I, love, the, I like that saying too. Yeah, That's yeah, the concept one. is don't wait till you're rich, quote unquote, to give it away because you, one, you might not get there because you are being too frugal and too constrictive of your money and you're not yep. letting your ideas and, and your finances be free flowing and ever growing, right? I like that saying too. <laughs> I just came up with that. But I'm curious, there's so many actions that people can take on a daily basis. Many of them are distractions, right? But what is the single most important action that you take every day that has attributed most to your success? Well, I'm a happy person. You know, did you okay. see that picture we took when we were together the other night in Phoenix yeah. in the car? <laughs> yeah. That was a happy picture, right? Of course. I posted of me and you, and then I just cropped myself, posted of me, because <laughs> I'm happy. And I don't think, because, you know, that's not a weak word, but it's just not a word that I should use right now. I know that yeah. being happy and waking up grateful every morning is the right thing to do. So I wake up every morning. I say the same thing every morning. You've heard me say this before, but as soon as I get up, I thank God or the universe, whoever it is, whoever you think that person is, it's up to you. I say, thank you for my wife, my life, my kids, my finances, my good health. Thank you for my personality and all the blessings you give me. I'm so grateful for everything I have. And I ask you, Lord, and the universe for continuously good health, more finances, more people around me, more happiness. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm so grateful. Every single day, three times a day, I said it right now, I say it all the time. That's how I believe. And again, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? We all know that. There's sure. a lot of different ways to do things. But for me, that works for me. How and long have you doing that? Consciously. Since yeah. 2010. Wow. February 2nd at 3 p.m. 2010. That seems like a significant moment. Do you want to share that story? Well, in February, to make a long story short, I lost everything I had. Wow. You know, everything that I, that I made my whole life, you know, up to 2010 because of the 2008 crash, you know, had multiple offices throughout the country, made a lot of money. I thought maybe having the country clubhouse and all these properties and making all this money was, was it. Well, you don't realize it until you lose it all. Mm. So I lost it all. And I have a, a couple of stories that I'm not going to share because they're too long. But the end line is that I lost it all. That's why I get emotional when I talk about it. Of course. So in 2010, in February, I decided to uh, watch The Secret. And um, so I watched The Secret and it just changed my life. And I realized what The Secret was to me. And then I read the book, Think and Grow Rich. And then I just started searching and then I started realizing that, you know what, Aaron, you're a very educated man with experience and you're very smart, but you don't know much. So I started learning more. I started reading more. I started realizing to help people more, to teach people my experiences. And it's amazing that from 2010 till now, I made more money than I made all the other 40 something years combined, easily, mm. way beyond that. So yeah, it was a very significant time for me in my life. And then, you know, I picked up some good habits from a lot of different real estate trainers. 
uh, Brian Buffini, Tom Ferry. There's another guy, I can't think of his name. Marshall Silver is my coach. I talked to him the other day. Very important in my life. So I, I'm much more open-minded. And I believe another secret to my success is that I'm not afraid to be transparent and show people who I am. I'm not afraid to cry if I feel like crying. I'm not afraid right. to laugh when I want to laugh. I'm not afraid to look stupid or make a mistake. God knows I make a lot of them, right? A ton of them. And I'm not afraid of that. So transparency is, is a good quality for people to learn. You don't have to have this, this show all the time, you know, this fake person, or not even fake, but just this person that you think you should be. You could be yourself. Ooh, absolutely. Right? And that brings up something, by the way, a lot of this is not planned. It was spontaneous for all the listeners, but oh, yeah. sometimes those are the most fun conversations to listen to. So we were in Phoenix last week and we were out there for business, right? Not only do I have two real estate marketing companies for myself and some other partners, but Aaron and I actually have a third one. That's this little boutique Legion agency. It's pretty cool. Yep. And we were out there in Phoenix doing business and I commented on how Aaron never has to change character. So the concept of that is you don't have to walk out and show your face for the office and that's the office, Aaron. And then you don't have to go change to go on a you know listing appointment, Aaron, or you don't have to go change to be with family, Aaron. Aaron Taylor is Aaron Taylor all throughout <laughs> the day, 100% of the time. And because of that authenticity, you're like a magnet. People are, once again, it just cuts through the BS because you are so authentic and you, you're so yourself everywhere you go. And there's a lot of power in that. Wouldn't you agree? I believe that is true. People should be themselves always. You should. Right. And you should be the person that you think about. I'll give you an example. I give this analogy a lot, uh, two analogies. The first one is, you know, when you're laying in bed at night and in the morning and you're laying on the pillow and you're not sleeping but you're in that state where you're so relaxed and your mind starts drifting. Yep. And you start thinking, you start putting, everybody does it. I know it because I pee every day. I know you pee every day. So you can't <laughs> say you don't do this. Right. <laughs> you daydream and you daydream about the things that you want to be and the person who you want to be and your mind drifts and no one could stop your thoughts. You're not even afraid of it because you're thinking about standing on stage in front of 5,000 people, telling people about what you believe in. You're, you're thinking about, making millions of dollars a month. You're thinking about having the best family in the world and all these things. Well, I've learned that when you're in that state, that's who you should be. That's who you need to go after without any feelings of uncomfortableness, without any hesitation. That's who you were put on earth to be are those feelings right there. Right. And I also learned this after practicing, the real you is the person who you are when you're by yourself. That's how the power of law of attraction works. You can pretend and be happy and do everything else in front of people. Ah, right. You can do all that. And then when you're alone, if you're not that same person, that 90% was bullshit. Mm. That's who you are. Ooh. It's that 10% when you're alone, right? Because that's, wow. that's when the universe so and God listens to you. So I practice when I'm alone to be grateful. I practice when I'm alone to be happy. I enjoy being alone sometimes. I enjoy the moment, like the meditation we were talking about, right? The reading. I'm filled with happiness and joy when I'm by myself. So when I'm keeping it real out there, it's just who I am. Right. And, and I can understand and feel how maybe some people that are listening to this and think about this, 
that are maybe going through tough times or have some aggravation in their hearts and some frustrations that how they can hear me right now and just go, you know, that guy's full of shit, man. That ain't right. He's got money. That's the only reason why he's like that. Or Mm. you got to get past that. And I think that maybe is the first step. One of the first steps too is, is acknowledging it and then asking for help and, Mm. and then the practice of it. You just got to get past that. And when you do, oh my God, it's so glorious. You have no idea. Like, have you ever seen me not happy? (laughs) I've never seen you not happy. As you know me longer, I'm happier and more fun. Like, I thought that you were just like that in the office when we first started working together. And then as we developed our working relationship and friendship over the years and we're golfing together and we're doing, I realized that that's just you and it is astonishing. And you're right. You're celebrated in public for what you do in private. So that private time, when you're alone with your own thoughts, what you're doing, what you're feeling, the mental state and the physical state, which by the way, you can influence. Yeah. All of those things, they come out tenfold when you're then, you know, out in the world and you're building something over a three, five, 10 year, 20 year time frame. you know, having that consistency of positive mental state, no questions asked. And I, I know that a lot of high performers listening to this will agree. That is the single greatest action you could do every day. And that's been the same for me. I have a morning formula. I go through every single morning. And on the mornings that I do, which is 99% of them, that day is so much better because of it, right? It's the the dream board, which is right here behind my camera. It's, you know, with the pictures of all the things I want. But past that, it's the meditation, the incantations, writing my future out of the lifestyle that I'm designing. All of that helps so much. So I want to get back on track because we could talk about this for hours. Yeah, we can Um, actually, we can. (laughs) What is the percentage of referral business to new business for the real estate guy? And the follow-up question to that, what systems do you have in place to increase the amount of referrals that you receive? Okay, so I probably have to give my hats off to uh, Brian Buffini. Okay. I still subscribe to him. I've been with him for a lot of years. I'm not as part of him as I probably maybe should. You know, I kind of take bits and pieces from him and a lot of other people, but... 60% of our business is by referral, almost 60%. And that's from the Brian Buffini method of knowing who that who I work with. Who are the people that refer me? Who are the people that won't? Who are the people that, you know, are not loyal, right? And uh, I learned that a no is just as good as a yes Ooh, with people. Key. Right? That's really key. Elaborate on that. So people are afraid of no. That's why they don't ask. Right. Right? And they don't want to feel bad. Well, if you don't ask and you don't get the nose, then you're assuming that everybody loves you and likes you and wants to use you. And that's just not good. That's just, I need to know, I need to categorize my business. So yep. I have, and, and by the way, just because they don't use me in real estate or our team, that doesn't mean we can't be friends and I don't love them by no means. Right. I'm just right. talking business-wise here. So we have a group of people categorized. You can call them monkeys, gorillas, snakes, or A-plus people. Put your own name on it, doesn't matter. <laughs> well, those people refer as business. Every single one of those people have referred to somebody. Those people I call on a daily basis. Those people we send videos to. Those people I'm grateful for and I thank them constantly. Those are the people that get gift cards from me. Those are the people that go to our parties. Those are the people that go to movie nights. Those are the people that could call me at three in the morning and say they have a flat tire and I'll get out of bed and help them. So those Mm -hmm. 157 people have been accumulated over 26 year career. When I started, maybe I had 10 or 15, right? 
but you don't know until you ask. Right. So Brian Buffini, and I'm not sure if he even uses this still, because I think this is a problem with some coaches is that, yeah, it's good to change with the times, but some things are just classic, right? <laughs> I mean, they just are. They just work. I mean, like, like that song, somewhere when you're awfully low and the world is cold. That's like one of the best songs ever made. It's classic. Don't change it. Don't try to screw it up. Don't make it a rap song. Just keep the freaking song the way it is. Well, Brian Buffini had a mayor campaign and his mayor campaign is if you were to buy or sell a house or I had a friend or a family member that was, am I the agent you would still use or refer business to? Or if it's somebody new, you would ask them, is there a real estate agent you would use or refer business to? You can mix it up any way you want. doesn't matter. But I just thought that was probably one of the most classic lines that he ever came up with. I know it by heart. I teach everybody it. Yep. But now when I call my A plus people, those people that refer me, the conversation's a little different, right? I could call them up and I just might go, hey, Jeff, what's up, my brother? How's the golf game? Yo, I'm still your guy, right? Well, you're looking for a house. Am I still your boy? Tell me. Come on, tell me. Of course. Of course. Okay, so it might be a little different now with these folks, right? So that's kind of like, that's the bread and butter of it. Now, if somebody says no, hey, I'm going to ask why. Tell them why that's good. Because now I can take them out of that database and I'm going to market them completely different. I'm not going to, I'm sorry, but you're not going to get probably Christmas cards from me. You're probably not going to get, you're not going to get invited to our client appreciation party that costs thousands of dollars. You're not going to get invited to movie night. I'm not going to reward you for not rewarding us. So just to clarify, you're not spending marketing dollars on the people that say no, which means that getting a no is actually saving you money and allowing you to focus on the people who have said yes. Yes. You can grow with the no's and the yeses. You can grow with both. You just need to know who your audience is and who you're playing with. If you're afraid to ask, get another job. I'm telling you right now, if you're in sales, whether it's insurance, real estate, mortgages, medical equipment, marijuana supply, I don't care what it is. If you're afraid to ask, then just get another job. Yep. Because you're not going to get to the next level. Yeah, that's that's totally right. And I love how you, you softened the blow of getting a no when you're asking that question. And the way that you soften that blow is you reframed what no meant. If someone as a new realtor is assuming, oh, I have 3000 contacts on my phone, everyone would use me. Then when you see your sister sell her house and she used another agent, you take it personally. That's because you assumed that they would use you. You assumed, you didn't ask, right? right. Yeah. But by asking and getting the no, now you, you're you aware that they wouldn't use you. So when they don't use you, you're not disappointed, right? But if they do use you and you'd spent zero marketing dollars on it, awesome, right? That's a nice little icing on the cake. And that's just because you've been doing everything that you've been doing for yeses, you've been out there in the community, you've been selling homes, and then that stuff will come. But having clarity, I think that is one of the biggest secrets If you want to talk about the 80-20 rule, the 20% of your activities that really matter, that is in the 20% category. Like that, for anyone listening, the categorization of your database and focusing on the people that have said yes, they would use or refer you, that is critical. And I really don't want anyone to overlook that. You don't know, like people don't, most people don't know that you even want their help. Like ask them, you need their help. Two more things. The A people in my database are the people that we sold homes to. There's thousands of them, right? Yep. Our job is to get the A's to refer us. That's a constant challenge in what we do, mm. 
right? It's, yeah, great so system. We try place. to we move them. We move them to the A pluses. When they when they do, we reward them. You can think of many different ways. It's up to you. Then you have the buyers and sellers, the other leads that come in through the CRM, right? Constantly like that. The other thing that's very important, and I think you've heard me say this before, and business executives even miss the boat on this, is business first, personal second. You ever hear me say that? Whew, yeah, of course. And I'm, I was going to bring it up if you didn't bring it up. So go for it. So when you make these calls and you're talking to people, and I really never heard many coaches or people, our sales executives talk about this as much, right. but it's kind of one of my pet peeves that I love to share it with people is business first, personal second. When you're asking somebody for something, get to the point. Mm. Don't wait. Don't butter them up. Don't be the child because it's fake and they know it and they could see right through it, right? Yep. Get to the point. You want something from me? Ask me. I'm a busy person. I'm taking the call because I love you, but I'm busy. I got things to do. If you want to borrow money, just ask me. I'm going to say yes or no. Right. After the business question, now keep it real. Providing you have that in you, how's the family? How's the job? How's everything else? All five of my kids know, dad, business first, personal second. Dad, I need something from you. What do you need, baby? I want to buy this dress for a hundred bucks. Okay. No problem. Buy the dress. By the way, dad, where's mom? Where's my dog? How are you doing? How are you feeling? How's the show you've been watching? All of a sudden, I just, I forget about the favor they asked right. because she really loves me. Right. So my kids know when they want something for dad, don't start the opposite way. Don't ask me, how's the dog? How's the family? How's mom? How you feeling? Oh, by the way, dad, I want to buy this dress for a hundred bucks. Can I? No. Because right? then you feel duped. I was duped. <laughs> I was absolutely <laughs> duped. So when you make calls to folks, they feel the same way, right? right? I'll tell you a story real quick. It takes 60 seconds. Cool. Good friend of mine. He makes a lot of money, has thousands of employees, calls me up, talks to me for 15 minutes about just stuff. We're really good friends, right? 15 minutes yeah, yeah. talks to me about stuff. After the end of the 15 minutes, he asked me for my trailer. Now I gave him my trailer, right? But even though he didn't do it on purpose and I know he didn't, he didn't feel that way because we're really close, right? Mm -hmm. When he asked me for the trailer and I said, yes, and then we hung up, I thought, wow, he only called me for that trailer. Right. Why did he just ask me for the trailer? Because maybe I was busy or doing something. Maybe for me, something else was more important than hearing this for 15 minutes to ask me for the trailer. Now, right away, if he said, hey, Eric, can I borrow your trailer? Within like 10 seconds. Or, hey, Eric, how are you? Fine. Hey, dude, can I borrow your trailer? I'm going to come pick it up for the weekend. Yeah, no problem. Pick it up. Right. And then have I a conversation. I would have had the option to go, hey, man, I'm really busy right now. Let me go. We'll talk later. Okay. Oh, okay. No problem. Thanks. Or we could have had the conversation about everything else. Right. And we could have ended the conversation with something nice. Yep. And it would have felt better, even though I know he didn't do it on purpose, but I was shocked that he just didn't know that rule. And I'm yeah. shocked at how many people don't know that rule. And you said he has thousands of employees, makes tons oh my of money. God. Yes. Yeah. 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 When you so fire somebody, right? Baseball coaches know the rule. Baseball yep. coaches, have a seat. Give me your playbook. By the way, she's going to give you your instructions. You're being traded. You're going to this team, blah, blah, blah. Thanks for being on the team. Have a good day. It's like that scene in Moneyball. That's what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. That's the scene. Business professionals. first. Yep. Professional. Business first. The guy got it? Yeah. No, absolutely. And that is really key. I can relate it to an experience I had where a friend of mine called me up and he had just joined... Uh, one of those companies where they're financial advisors and they then they go through their network calling to see if they have friends that they know who need financial services, right? And so he, I could tell he's calling me up, he's following this script and I'm like, 
oh, call from Carrie. I wonder how Carrie's doing, right? Boom, pick it up. And at first he's fluffing me up. He's asking questions. Oh, how are you? How are things? How's this? How's that? And then once the conversation died and I started to ask him some questions about him, he's like, hey, well, anyway, I just joined this company, da, 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 and he jumps into this thing. It's like, if he would have just called me and said that first, I would have felt a lot better about the conversation and how it ended. Because that conversation, I was like, I already have a fiduciary. And then it just died and there was no more momentum. Like you could tell that he was discouraged from his calls because he just gave up after that. and was like, all right, take care. You know? <laughs> and so it's like that left a really bad taste in my mouth. And I'm like, man, he just called me just for that. And he tried to like, you know, like build rapport in a fake way. So that's a really big thing. If you're going to build rapport, which you should, and you should have rapport with somebody business first and then personal second, and that will continue the rapport in a long-term relationship, right? In a right. long-term friendship. The few seminars that I gave before COVID, and I think yeah. you've been to it, right? You've been to, I think yeah. you've been to 100 people sit in the room. I right helped you fill that room. Thank you, you did. What do I say yeah. right off the bat? Right away, I let everybody know, hey, everybody here, you guys are smart people. You know at some point, I'm gonna ask you to buy something. <laughs> right? I'm not going to fool you. I'm going to ask you, A, I want you all to join my team. B, I'm going to ask you to buy something. Yep. Now let's get started. Now let me show you my value. Don't trick them. People aren't dumb. Yep. Right? I think so even, true. even Tony Robbins and some of these guys have adapted that. You go to a Tony Robbins seminar, you know damn well he's going to sell you something. For sure. You know it right off the bat. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I haven't been to one of his in a long time. He probably starts off that way too. I'm sure a lot of the guys do. You, you know that they are. So just say your intentions right from the beginning. Now show your value afterwards. You'll probably get better feedback that way, right? Yeah, and then, then I would almost break it down in sections because you know you have you have some of the people that are very excited and ready to go and ready to buy. Well, you better have that close or that time to sell them something at that point. And then you have the analytical people, right? You got to have yep. that one for them. So you might want to, what I've learned is maybe do it in three sections, right? The people are like, oh my God, I love it. I want it. Okay, go to that table right now and buy it. I'm not going to make you wait because you're going to get bored, right? Go buy right. it now and then come back and sit down if you want. Analytical people, you better go a little detailed. And then you have to be like, well, I got to think about it. I got to talk to my spouse. I got a lot of money. So, yeah. Yeah. The, you got them in the buckets, like the, the immediate, the short-term follow-up, long-term follow-up. So something I'm curious about, you know, Tesla has reinvented the car buying experience. When I bought my Tesla, I literally put a credit card deposit online. They assembled my car and three weeks later it arrived and I made my first payments, did my paperwork in 30 minutes and drove off. No four hours at the lot. No, none of this, right? So Tesla's reinventing the car buying experience and that's a large purchase. What about the home buying purchase, right? The home buying and the home selling experience. There's a lot of tech companies that are entering the space, a lot of fear around those tech companies and how they're going to impact the real estate agent's role. So where do you think the industry is heading? You know, what are your five, 10 year projections? How are you preparing? Well, you have to have the ability to change and adapt for sure and keep your eyes open. Successful people are just good at that, right? They keep their eye on the ball. They listen to the change and don't ever discount anything. If you think that house sales and our real estate business is going to be the same forever, then you're just short-sighted. Right. I mean, you just are. I think that housing is going to change, especially for younger people. I don't think maybe having the yard and the family and everything and having the space is going to be as necessary in the future. I think travel is going to be more important. I think getting around faster is going to be more important. 
I see people living in not necessarily pods, but very small spaces. And I think that they're going to need agents and companies to help sell those small spaces. And I think, you know, that might be 10 years, 20 years, 50 years out. But right. just the, think that the dwelling is going to change dramatically over the course of time. And you have to be prepared for it. And I know that I talk to my staff about it constantly. Now, I haven't seen much of it out there lately, but it will because let's face it, you just got engaged, by the way. Congratulations, right? Thank you. Megan, right? Yes. I see a lot of people that are your age and you might be different, but really don't want children. They don't want families. Or if they do, they don't want it now. And the living situation could be different. Like you like to be at the beach. You like to spend your time going places and surfing and being in Tahiti and being here. Well, do I really want the maintenance of this million dollar house with a pool and all this stuff when really it's just the place I hang my hat. I just need something comfortable. 500 square feet is enough for my office, my laptop, my bed, my kitchen. I sleep. Okay. I'm gone. Right. (laughs) Matter of fact, when I'm gone, I hit a button, it opens it up and I jump right into my car. Matter of fact, the garage is more important than anything else because it gets me out. And they better charge my Tesla. (laughs) Exactly. Your Tesla, you hit a button, it opens up, you jump right into your front door, boom, you go right out the drive, you're out. So I see that changing sooner than later. And I might be maybe a little ahead of my time or people might think you're going, man, you're weird. It's not the Jetsons. Well, I also talk about this, Jeff. I'm just going to say this briefly. Like, you know, I talk about alien invasion from other worlds, right? Right. Okay, I'm just going to leave it at that. But just remember this. You heard it here first. I told you so. (laughs) I love it. I love it. So outside of aliens and referrals, what is your number one most profitable lead generation source? So all of them are about the same. The first part I told you about is, is number one by far, right? Everything else can work the same for you, but you have to be consistent with it. Example, I advertise on 24 radio stations. We got a great Mm -hmm. jingle. We have the number one brand in the state of Nevada, the real estate guy, right? We have a, everybody knows it. Well, I've been consistent for years with the radio. So 20% of my business comes from that radio. Now, how much money do I spend and what do I get for return? You have to figure that out, right? So if I'm spending... 30,000 in radio, I better get a 90,000 a month return or, you know, you play with that, right? Mm-hmm. Another thing could be TV. TV is kind of old school, but with the pandemic and with people staying in, TV works a little better for me, but you have to be consistent with it. Whatever you do for two or three or four months is not going to work. Another thing that we're very big on now with the help of Jeff is digital and social media. That's right. We're very consistent. And when people see me, they say, man, I see you everywhere. Well, yeah, because I pop up on your Facebook like every hour, right? You might ignore right. the message, but hey, if you get it a hundred times, you're going to read it once. So <laughs> we're very consistent with social media. Thanks to Jeff. Jeff helps me target people in the right way. And we look for sellers. We look for buyers. And sometimes we just target people for fun. But the key is consistency. I'm thinking I know for everything and not just in our business habits, but our personal habits too, right? If I want to lose this gut, I know that I got to be consistent every single day with my eating and my, my cardio and exercise and I have to. If I'm not, that's why I have a gut. So, right. so yeah, consistency for sure. Consistency everything else, is everything, so key. All the others work about the same, 20, 20, 20, 50. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, consistency is key. 
And thanks for that shout out. Obviously, you had an amazing brand prior to me working with you. But my entire idea with Steezy Digital, Steezy stands for style with ease. I noticed that there were a lot of real estate brokers that were about your age that had phenomenal interpersonal communication. They were able to convert leads. They had a great book of business, but they were struggling with social media and the digital stuff. And so if I could come in and just help with that one piece, it would help level them up and take their brokerage to the next level. So I appreciate that shout out. We have a crazy campaign going. I mean, at this point now, I've had so much time to set up so many things for you. I mean, we have this 90-day cascading retargeting campaign that cycles in his six of his TV commercials, like the instant that someone interacts with his brand across, you know, any click or profile visit on Facebook or Instagram, any website view, any lead form submission, boom. Now for three months, they're getting six different TV commercials rotated in on every single platform. And it's just like, you're literally everywhere after one interaction. And that's, that's really powerful. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, absolutely. Don't ask me how it works. I don't know how the microwave works <laughs> that's, either. Just that's ask, where I come in. Yeah. That's where Jeff comes in. I just know it works. So I have a question for you regarding new real estate agents or you know even loan officers for that matter. Okay. But for you, a new real estate agent, what advice would you give? And then what advice should they ignore? So the first thing is ignore everything that's negative. Mm. I don't care what it is. If it's negative, just ignore it. When I started to get into real estate, I remember there was this agent named Star that I bought a house from. He was a new home track agent. And he told me, no, nah, there's too many agents in this business, Aaron. You wouldn't do good. Just don't do it. Okay. you, Right. Um, yeah. I remember going to dinner with this gentleman. I'm not going to say his name because he's still in the business. He's an educator, but him downplaying my abilities to do what I do. That was 28 years ago, 27 years ago. And right. I ignored it. So ignore anything negative. Oh, the market's terrible. Oh, there's too many houses. Oh, there's not enough houses. Man, there's multiple offers. Oh my God, this business. Ignore it. And that would be anything in life. You know, what I find out that when we help people, help our agents, 90% of it's not even about real estate. Everything, mm. probably 90% that comes out of my mouth is just life experiences and everything else, right? Because if you're happy in your being, and you're positive, everything else is going to work out, man. Everything else is just so much better for you, right? People see it. People gravitate towards positive energy. 100%. Negative energy hurts. Positive energy grabs. It's weird how that works, yep. right? So for new agents, ignore that. Also align yourself with people like me and Jeff. And I'm not saying we're the only ones, but we're not by far. There's yeah. a lot of people good people. Like, like yeah. us, right. Like-minded yeah. people that are positive, that have good that have good ideas, that are willing to try things and that are willing to help you. Don't worry about commission splits. Get rid of that. It's all about the group you're with. So true. I have all my agents that work for me have been with me forever in my team and they're on 50-50s and they all make a very good living. And I, I just help them, you know, get to the next level. So align yourself with a good team if you're a new agent. And if you don't want to join a team, just align yourself with good people. And then also surround yourself with everybody that will help you in your business if you're helping them. So we don't write, I don't write a check. I don't sign a check to anybody that doesn't help me in my business one way right. or another, right? And uh, you see, I'm always looking down like this because I'm looking at you. And yeah, I know, the camera. The camera. <laughs> <laughs> I need to put it like right above you so I can go. But yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah if my escrow I mean, officer, my title people, my lenders, my inspectors, my ad guys, my-, my uh, I've referred business to you, yeah. Like you, everyone. Everybody. I write a check. They refer me business. That's just 
how it works right there. Yep. So, so keep that in mind when you're, and, and also too, something else which is very important that I've learned over the years is that every single person that works for me, Janessa, my marketing director, so I'll use Janessa as an example. Last year, we closed seven deals because of Janessa, her dad's friend, her sister, her sister's friend, her, you see what I mean? They're, yep. they're a fan of the culture and the real estate guy. Um, Sue, that works for me. We've helped all of her relatives. Ginger, every single person that works for us, every single person that is on our payroll, everybody buys into our culture. They're part of our group and we all go for the common cause. We had a, our, our last meeting, there's all 20 of us, you know, all the staff and everybody. We, you know, we were talking about a magnet and the energy with the magnet. I thought, guys, look at what we've done with my energy in my head and a lot of you. Imagine if we all just think the same way how strong and how powerful we could be as a unit, right? So, right? so as a new agent, you know, those are some strong tips to go by. And I could have done it sooner because I just didn't know, right? You don't know what you don't know, right? Right. So you listen to this podcast and Jeff's going to boost it out and send it to whoever. Well, now you know what you should know and take it from some guy that's done this for 26 years. Now I know what I do know and that stuff works. So, Which really ignore the negative and focus on the positive. Don't overlook how important that is. You know, I'm just reviewing a couple of things you said, so it really hits home. Make sure to align with a team that not only is just going to offer you the best commission split out there, but is actually going to align with you based on your core values, what's important to you, your attitude, your overall mindset, training, lead generation, right? I want, I'm curious, what would motivate an agent to join the real estate guy team? Because you can now have team members anywhere. We you know, can. You can have them all over the world. And so, you know, what would motivate someone to do a 50-50 split with the real estate guy rather than being a solo agent or an 80-20 over at whatever brokerage, right? What kind of things are you offering them that's just way above and beyond to where they can make even more money by doing that split? Well, the, the local guys that are here locally, they can join the real estate guy team, but we just don't take anybody. And I, and I mean that. So that, yeah. that's just not, oh, I'm trying to throw it away so I can get you. No. On the immediate yeah. team, we don't take everybody. As a matter of fact, when we do acquire somebody within the first week, we end up losing them real fast because they mm. have to buy into our culture and do the daily tasks that we do. You know, some people get into real estate, like I said earlier, because you can figure out 3% of $100,000 and you think you can just wake up when you want to and do what you want. It's just going to happen. Sorry, doesn't work that way. So on the immediate team, uh, yeah, get a hold of the real estate guy. Just Google Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy. You can always call the number 702-310-MOVE and we'll talk to you about that. We'd love to have you. The other way anywhere in the country is you could join uh, the real estate guy by joining EXP and being part of our downline. As yep. you know, we have a lot of agents coming from different states here to Las Vegas on the 28th, I believe, or the 27th. I don't know which one it is, but uh, these are agents that are part of EXP and our downline that we help them with all the services that we provide to make money in real estate. Also, we give them an incredible lead gen product that me and Jeff designed and thought about yep. together that we give it to you at no cost. We give you this, this no cost, incredible boutique lead gen system, right? Yeah. At no cost. Yeah, free leads. And not, not only free leads, 
free transactions because these are the highest quality leads I've ever seen. I mean, Aaron and I developed this and just as a general rule of thumb to quickly explain this and get back to Aaron, online leads typically convert at about 1%. These are converting at about 10%. So <laughs> the lead gen that we created is incredible. Yeah, and and, and uh, I shouldn't say it's free because it's not free. Right, right. Uh, you know, everything in life, right? You have to sit down and go, okay, what's the cost of, what am I going to give up to get this, right? So there's a little bit of that going on with, yeah. but they're great leads and that helps you with your business. But even besides giving you that, we're going to give you the, the real estate guys template to everything we talked about earlier in this podcast. We're going to give you a little more details and provide you with it and be there for you. And then also I think above and beyond all of that is eXp Realty as a whole. You know, I left a company 23, 24 months ago that I owned and had a hundred and something agents. And I left it to be an agent with eXp. I will tell you, eXp is an not just an incredible real estate company, but they have a culture and there's people at top that care about their agents and care about the industry. And I truly believe that. And I just, I'm so excited and grateful that I work for this company that they are going to take over the real estate brokerages because what they do is phenomenal. So you can Google mm -hmm. eXp Realty too, or call us. We'd love to give you a presentation and help you with that as well. Something else I've been thinking about lately and I've talked to a couple of people with is make sure that you look at yourself in the right light. What do you mean because, by that? Well, people look at you on how you feel. For instance, I was talking to an agent earlier, very attractive young lady that works for us, right? She's super sweet. And I said, describe to me how you are. Describe to me how you look. When I look at you, describe to me. She goes, well, I'm very nice. Okay. I'm very thoughtful. I'm very caring. And then she paused and I said, you're very attractive and you're very beautiful. And she goes, yes, I'm very attractive and very beautiful. Now, I already know she thinks of herself that way because we all see that, right? And then she stopped and I said, well, you're a real estate agent. What do you think of you being a real estate agent? Do you think you're a real estate professional, a great real estate professional? She goes, she puts her head down and she goes, I'm getting there. Bingo. There's the light bulb, right? Yeah. Okay, because you look at yourself at all these other things. Everybody sees you this way. Two people came in the room, all agreed. Oh my God, we all see you this way because you are. She's gorgeous. She's nice. She's beautiful. She thinks about everybody. She's just a nice person, right? right? But as a real estate professional, she doesn't see herself as that yet. So everybody else around her looks at her that way. Oof. Okay. So I want to ask you out there, look in the mirror and tell yourself who you are. Because when mm. you do that, that's how other people see you. Got that? If you so want to powerful. have other people see you differently, then you need to start thinking of yourself differently. And those thoughts and that actions will come through your body. They'll just come through and people will see it. I give the impression, well, it's not the impression, it's a fact that I'm the real estate guy. I'm very confident and very knowledgeable. I'm extremely good at what I do. People gravitate towards me in real estate because they know I'm going to look out for their best interest and I'm going to help them better than any other agent out there. Agents know that when they sign up and they get with us, that I'm going to help them in their business. And they know that I put my time and effort into helping them be the best real estate professional there is. I look in the mirror and I see myself as that person. So mm. you need to think about how you see yourself and it will come through, right? Thoughts become things. They do. And what's your uncomfortable quote? Uncomfortable becomes comfortable with practice and action. So I feel that everything you do daily, if it's uncomfortable and safe, it's probably one step in the right direction. Mm. And it becomes comfortable with practice and action. So if you 
actually take an action step from this podcast, you look in the mirror today or tomorrow, and you tell yourself who you are as your ideal person, your ideal real estate professional, your ideal financial savviness, your ideal level of impact. If you say that and it feels really weird and uncomfortable, keep doing it. Keep doing it. Over time, it will become comfortable with practice and action. So one last question. Is there anything that I should have asked you or that you'd like to elaborate on from earlier? Well, I just want to tell you, thank you for being part of my life, Jeff. Uh, you're not just a, a good business partner, but you're a great friend. I love you to death. And you know, I'm always there for you. Thank you. I'm just so really grateful for everything that I have, my health, my finances, my family, my business life. Being able to just wake up and do this is so exciting to just spend some time with you. I'm going to Hawaii in a couple of weeks to hang out with my daughter, which I'm very excited about. And then uh, in March, I'll be in the Bahamas for three weeks, a little over three weeks. Awesome. Doing some incredible things in the Bahamas. So no, I think you asked all the right questions and I gave you the right answers that were right for me. So, <laughs> right. People will yeah. see that. People will see that. So yeah. how can listeners contact you if they're interested in getting in touch? So uh, Aaron at the real estate guy, LV.com. You can email us. Like I said, Google Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy. It's pretty easy to, to find me. You'll see some commercials on YouTube and just things about me. Go to my Facebook, you know, the real estate guy. Go to the Facebook. You'll see who I am. This is who I am. Yeah. Personal business. I'm the same guy. No doubt. Love my dogs, yeah. my little babies, Sammy and Teddy. <laughs> love my kids. Love my grandkids. Love my family. So just uh, get a hold of me. We'd love to help you with your finances and your business and uh, anything else. You know, sometimes there's a wake up call, right? Mm. And I don't think, I believe that things happen for a reason always. And me and Jeff are talking right now for a reason. And if you're listening to this podcast, you're listening to this for a reason. And it yep. might be, you know, it may be your wake up call, maybe to make a change in life and business. So if you feel that that's, this is your wake up call, then you know, give us a shot. We'd love to help you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Either way. And thank you so much for being here, Aaron. I'm extremely grateful for you. I can't say enough about how much impact and influence you've had on me over the last couple of years, helping my agency grow, giving me testimonials, you know, having faith in me, mentoring me, just everything about our interaction has been incredible. So thank you for being you. I love and appreciate you and your family. And uh, once again, everyone, Aaron Taylor, the real estate guy. Stop. I get to go list some houses then. That's right. Now he's going to go list some houses. Take care. And I will talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. If you want to accomplish your real estate goals, then I highly suggest downloading my free ultimate real estate goal setting framework. The link is in the description of the show and it will help you break down your annual income goal into the amount of phone calls, appointments, or open houses you need in order to achieve that goal. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next time. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.